This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. started um, uh, maybe I don't know a couple of Sundays ago maybe um, uh, I think the first Sunday this month I, 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 we kind of talked about uh, the three facets of our ministry uh, the three facets of our ministry are what, what are they all remember them what are they upreach in reach and outreach let's do that again upreach in reach and outreach do it again upreach in reach and outreach. All right, those three facets of our ministry. Um, so what I'm going to be doing in the next, uh, of course, the next few weeks, months, I'm going to be just kind of outlining where God has taken us, where we're headed as a ministry. We're preparing for Super Saturday, where I get a chance to talk to the entire body about what God is doing, about um, uh, the, the vision, the, the mission, where where God has taken us. I get a chance to talk to all of you guys about that. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I started talking to you about our first ministry. So write that down if you don't have that. Our first ministry is to minister to God. So just kind of write that down. That, that, that was in some previous notes, but just kind of write that down in the notes today. Um, our first ministry is to minister to God. As much as we are going to minister to each other and we're going to be a blessing to each each other, to marriages, to singles, uh, uh, to men, to women, as much as we're going to do that, as much as we're going to go out into the neighborhoods and help our community and be a blessing to the city, as much as we're going to do that, um, our first ministry is to minister to God, to minister to God. Now, the word minister means several things. Um, if you look at some of the Greek or Hebrew definitions of the word minister, one of the word, one of the, the definitions of the word under roar, it means someone who sits in the bottom of a ship with a huge oar and they move the ship along. So ministry is moving the ship along. Um, another another definition of the word minister is the word servant. Everybody say servant. Yes, servant. And so, of course, that just means one who serves. Another definition, the one that, that I think that is more apropos for tonight, is the word, it, it, uh, the word minister means to see to the needs of. To see to the needs of. So God is called. So our first ministry is to see to the needs of God. Now watch this. Now uh, it's kind of an oxymoron because God doesn't necessarily need anything for himself. But there are some things that he needs to get done on the earth. Can I say it like that? So there. So we have to see to the needs that God has uh, that he desires to fulfill here on the earth. And so our first ministry is to minister to God. That's our first ministry. And so our first ministry is always going to be an upreach ministry. So when we come together, and one of the first things that we're going to do, we're going to pray. We're going to reach up. We're always going to reach up first uh, before we go um, uh, for our serve, before we do those things. The first thing we do is reach up. So listen, so here's what I say to you guys. When you get up in the morning, when you get up in the morning and uh, before you start your day, always reach up. Amen. Y'all know how when you when you yawn, when you first wake up and you yawn, <laughs> that ought to be a sign to you when you start yawning, you reach up. Praise the Lord. That's a sign for you to take some time to reach up and connect with God. So your first ministry is always that upreach ministry. We're reaching up. We're going to reach up and we're going to touch God. So every morning when you wake up, make sure you spend that time with God, spend some time in prayer. Always that, always the upreach aspect of ministry. Amen. Always an upreach aspect. So continue that moving and continue that going um, in your life. That always an upreach aspect. Now, 
Um, so I, I talked about how in, in Luke chapter 10, write that down if you don't have it, Luke chapter 10, verse 38, we, we, we talked about how Mary and Martha, you guys saw uh, the demonstration that I did a few weeks ago um, where I had uh, Mary and Martha uh, on the, <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. Yeah, Martha was rough, Jack. Martha, that Martha was rough. Yeah, Martha was rough. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Um, but, but, but Martha was caught up in so much serving. She was caught up in, in doing and doing and doing and doing. Um, but, but Jesus said that, um, that, that Mary had chosen the best part. Mary chose, Mary chose the best part. Mary chose to sit at Jesus's feet. Mary chose Ahmad. She chose to sit at the feet of Jesus and she chose to reach up while, while Martha was reaching out, Martha was reaching out, reaching out. Mary was reaching up. She was reaching up to him. Now, um, there is a, there is a principle that I want to share with you guys today. It's a principle that I really want you to think about. I want you to consider it. I want you to ponder on it. I want you to write it down. I want you to pray about it. I want you just to consider it. I want you to get it in your heart and getting in your spirit. Uh, so I want y'all write to write down, write down my topic. The topic is willing and obedient. Write that down. Willing and obedient. Uh, go to, uh, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter one, go to Isaiah chapter one, Isaiah chapter one, and uh, we'll kind of, we'll kind of look at, we'll kind of look at some of this text. God sends Isaiah uh, on the scene and Isaiah is talking to um, um, this, this immoral, idolatrous uh, man, uh, excuse me, body of believers. Um, he sent them to Judah to talk to them about giving their, or, 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 or not giving their lives, but, but rededicating themselves back to God. Um, they had just come out of Babylonian captivity. God was working with them, trying to get them back on track. They just continued to sin back and forth. They kept going back and forth and sin. God sends the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah is there. Isaiah is talking to them. Now, um, look at, uh, I, excuse me, Isaiah chapter one. Look at, I, I guess, look at, look at uh, verse number 11. We'll verse number 11 and we'll kind of go, we'll work our way down to verse number 19. Work our way down to verse number 19. Isaiah chapter one, look at verse number 11. It says, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? In other words, in other words, Isaiah is speaking on God's behalf and what he's saying to Judah, he's saying, you're giving me all of these sacrifices. He's he says, but, but, but what's the purpose? Well, what's behind all of these sacrifices? What is the purpose or what, what purpose is it to me? Um, says the Lord, I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fat, uh, of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or lambs of goats. Um, when you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? He said, bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. Um, the new moons, the Sabbath and the calling of assemblies. I cannot do iniquity and the sacred meetings, your new moons and your appointed feast. Um, my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I'm weary of bearing with them. In other words, God is saying, okay, you guys are doing this, but there's something missing. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says, he says, you're offering sacrifice. But it's still something missing. In other words, in other words, you're doing all the right things, but there's still something missing. 
You're doing the right things. Everything looks good. You're going through the formality, but there's still something missing. So this is what God is saying. And this is what God put on my heart for the body, for the body of Christ. And God is saying, and let, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Look at, look down, uh, look down at verse number 18. Skip down to verse number 18, where, where he, he goes from 15, 15 through 17. He tells them to wash themselves, be clean, uh, purge out the evil doings. Get this stuff out of here. I see some evil. He goes through from 15 to 18. He talks about that. Look at verse number 18. He says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Look at verse number 19. If you are willing, everybody shout willing. willing. Everybody shout willing. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now watch this. Willing and obedient has to go together. If you are willing and obedient, watch this. Because some people are obedient, they're just not willing. Glory to God. I'll prove it to you in just a few minutes. Some people are obedient, but they're not willing. Um, so, so let's look at it. Obedient. Look at the definition of, of obedient. It is dutifully complying with the commands, order, instructions of one in authority. It is being dutiful. It is, it is saying you just, you just comply for compliance sake. You just do it just because it's, I'm supposed to do it. I'm just going to do it just because, because God said it. I, I, this, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing it. That's what was happening with Judah. Judah was just complying for compliance sake. They were just doing it just to do it. They were being dutiful. But, but wait a minute. But, but look at the definition for willing. Check the definition. Look at the definition for willing. Willing means ready, eager, or prepared to do something. It means, it means that when, when you're willing to do something, you're, you're eager and you are prepared to do it. Now, not, so, not necessarily excited all the time, but, but at least you're, you're ready and you're willing to do it. Have you ever, have you ever asked one of your kids to wash dishes? And they, you ask them to wash dishes and this is how they walk. They walk in there like this and they just, Man, I'm tired of washing these dishes, huh? They walk in there. Now watch this. Are they obedient? Yeah. Are they willing? No. Okay, now watch this. So watch this. So, so that's the sacrifice that God said, I can't receive that sacrifice. You did it, but you didn't do it with the willing heart. Glory to God. Yeah, watch this, watch this, watch this. Check this out, check this out. Watch, check this out. Watch this, watch this. Okay, okay. You, you gave an offering. You did it out of obedience. But you really weren't willing to give that. Oh, you, you, you tithe, you paid your tithe, you did that, you were obedient, but you didn't do it out of a willing heart. So, so listen, so, so what I'm saying to you is, God's not just looking at what you do. God is looking at the intent or the willingness behind what you do. Glory to God. Then watch this, well, can I help y'all? Look, look, y'all hug each other. Y'all are obedient. All right, all Go right. hug your neighbor. <laughs> and some of y'all think y'all slick. Y'all will stand up, shake a couple of hands, and sit back down. You 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 kind of obeyed. But you were not willing. You 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 were you weren't eager to do it. 
You weren't ready to do it. You weren't prepared to do something. And what's happening in the body of Christ is that we have too many people who are being obedient. They're just not willing. See, Isaiah said, if you are willing and obedient, that's when you're going to eat the good of the land. Glory to God. Many people are not eating. Many people, watch this. Many people are being obedient, but still not eating the good of the land because you weren't willing to do it. You weren't willing. You, you did it, you did it begrudgingly. You, you, you did it with some type of, some type of ulterior motive. You, you did it with, you, 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 you kind of did it with a little malice still in your heart. And you're wondering why God's not blessing the way he used to bless. Or why you, you say, well, 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 I'm doing it. Well, it's because you got something in your heart. You're not doing with a willing heart. You're not, you're not doing it in the right spirit. You're not, you're not, you're not ready to do it. Here's point number one. Uh, oh, this is a matter of fact, only point I'll make tonight. Obedience and willingness must walk together. Obedience and willingness must walk together. Can you imagine when Abram got the message that he had to kill his only son? Can you imagine that? I need you to go, I need you to go kill your only son. Check this out. Check this out. I, I, I imagine this in my mind. I can see Abram go knock on his son door. Hey boy, get up. We gotta go. Where we going, dad? We just gotta go sacrifice. He goes and get the stuff prepared. Son gets up, puts his clothes on, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm just seeing it in my head now. And so they're, they're riding and, you know, they're on the mule and they're going down them. And I see the son thinking, he's sitting there thinking nobody's singing. Nobody's, you know, he's looking around. He says, hey, Pop, I see the wood. I see the knife. But Pop, normally... When we do this, normally, yeah, there's a bull or a goat or a pig or something. Not a pig, but yeah. But some we we know we normally have something that we're gonna he said, but 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 where is the sacrifice? Now watch this, now watch this, now watch this. Check this out, check this out. We know that he was obedient, but we also know he was willing because he never complained about doing it. Now, did, did that, did that probably break his heart? Sure it did, but guess what? He had made a, he had made a vow to God that God, whatever you want me to do, whatever you tell me to do, God, that's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna do it with the right spirit. And many people are doing things in the body of Christ, but we're not doing it with the right spirit. We want certain positions, certain titles. I, listen, I don't wanna be an usher, but I'll be a greeter. I help count money, but I can't be in the parking lot. I want y'all to feel that. Feel how quiet it gets. Feel that. Y'all feel that? Feel funny, don't it? Everybody looking around? So here's what, here's what, here's what God is saying. Here's what God is saying. God said that I need you as a body, as the body of believers, that no matter what I ask you to do, you're willing. God, whatever, God, if you want me to clean the bathrooms, God, I'm willing. God, if you want me to pick up trash around the building, God, I'm willing. God, whatever you want me to do, guess what? I'm willing. Because you know what? You know what? God is not just looking for the act of obedience. God is looking for the heart of willingness. That's what he's looking for. God's looking for a willing heart. 
That's what he's looking for. Thank you for that one clap. I'll, I appreciate it. I'll take it. I'll take everyone I can get. Um, many Christians carry out, carry out the acts of obedience while maintaining an attitude of rebellion on the inside. Here's the question. Here's the question. Are you, are you, uh, fostering, um, an attitude of rebellion? Do you have a little bit of rebellion on the inside of you still? Is there, is there just a little bit of rebellion still left on the inside? Little bit of rebellion. Glory to God. Is it, is it, is it still in that just a little bit? Let me, let me help you find it. Let me help you find it. Let me help you find it. Listen, let me help you find it. So, so when, 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 when God tells you, when God tells you to forgive, is that that one little person? Say, I forgive everybody else. But just that one little person, I just have a hard time. Forgiving them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Could that be? That's a little bit of rebellion. Ooh, Lordy. What if, what if God tells you, what, what if God tells you to, to tithe off of you, the first fruits of all your increase, and you say, well, you know, I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm just, I'm just going to get, I'm going to give a little bit out of this. But I can't, yeah, just a little bit of rebellion. What about when God wakes up in the middle of the night and you know that it's nobody but God that woke you up. You woke up in the middle of the night. You know you're supposed to get up and pray. But you tried to you, you squeeze your eyes real hard and tried to go back to sleep. Just that little bit. Just that little bit of rebellion. Still in there. You, what, what about when you're watching, you're watching a show on television and you know that there are some things happening in this show that doesn't agree with your spirit and you, and you say, well, I'd pay for this movie. I bought it bootleg and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Just a little, little bit, little bit of rebellion. It's in there. You, you know why? Cause guess what? It's, it's in all of us. Look at your neighbor and say, I didn't know you had a little rebellion in you too. I thought I was by myself. Come on, tell him. I thought I was by myself. <laughs> I didn't know it was in you too, child. <laughs> it's, that's, no, it's, it, no, it's, 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 it's in there that there's, 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 there's rebellion, that there's a little bit of rebellion on the inside of all of us. All of us have a tendency to want to do it our way. We don't always want to do it the way God said do it. We don't always want to make it happen the way God said make it happen. The reality is, is that all of us have got to look what's inside ourselves and see there's a little bit of rebellion down on the inside of us. Watch this. If you're not praying like you're supposed to to pray. There's a little bit of rebellion. Now, now, some of y'all got a whole lot of rebellion. There's a whole lot of rebellion in some people. How, how many years? How, how much longer are you going to say, well, I know I need to do a better job reading my Bible. How many more years are you going to say that? How many more years are you going to say that? Come on, you've been saying that for 10 years now. How, how, many, how, many, more years, how many more years are you going to say, well, yeah, I, need, I know I need to go on a fast. How many more years are you going to say that? How many more years are you going to say, yeah, I need, no, I, I need to pray a little bit. I need to read my Bible a little bit more. How many more years are you going to say that? You know why you're saying that? Because there's a little bit of rebellion. A little bit of rebellion. 
It's still there. And that's what God is saying to us. That's what God said in the body of Christ. We've got to start dealing with the rebellion. There's a rebellion on the inside. You know what? Some, some, some of you are quick to get mad. God said, be slow to anger. Some of y'all still got a short temper. You got a short fuse. God said, stop all that cussing. Oh my. You know what your excuse is? Your excuse is I only cuss when I get in my hat. Now that cuss word been in your head for a month. It just had need an excuse to come out. <laughs> just a little bit of rebellion. See, you gotta get, you gotta get cussing out of you. you gotta get, what's, what's in you gonna come out? That's what's gonna come out. Glory to God. You wanna get cussing out? Put something else in. You gotta stop, you gotta, if you put, you put enough word in your word to start driving that cuss stuff out of you, out of your life. It'll drive it out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But you know why? Because that little bit of rebellion. And watch this now. I'm, I'm going to show you something about, rebe- about rebellion in a minute. Because we got to deal with the spirit of rebellion. In order for us to reach up, we want to make sure that all of our sacrifices are acceptable to God. And the way we make our sacrifice acceptable to God is we have to deal with the spirit of rebellion that we all have a tendency to operate in. We all have a tendency to operate in. Matter of fact, let me show, let me show you all a, a real good example of rebellion. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. I'm, I'm going to show you all a real good example of rebellion. 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 15. Um, chapter 15. Uh, look at what I want you all to start. I tell you what, let, let's just, let's just, let's just read up, read up at the, read up at the top. Mm. Okay, uh, then, 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 then Samuel said to King Saul, the Lord sent me to appoint you to king over his people of Israel. Now, therefore, are y'all there? Say amen. amen. Okay, all right, make, make sure that we're in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 15, we're reading at the first, at the first, um, yeah, at the first verse. I, I'll, I'll just, we, we just got to read. Y'all just, y'all just hang on, hang on to me. Uh, make sure the teenagers are looking at a Bible as well. Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to appoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice, heed, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of God, I will punish uh, Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now, watch this. Now, go attack Amalek and utterly destroy what did he tell them to do? Destroy how much? All that they have and, and do not do what? Don't spare them, but what? Kill both who? Man, women, infants. What? Wait a minute, kill the babies? Kill the, the infant nursing children? Kill what else? The oxen, sheep, camel, and donkey? He said, kill everything. Wow. He said, kill everything. Okay, now why? So did, did he leave anything out? What did he, now somebody tell me, what did he tell him to do? What did he tell, what did God just tell his man to do? Kill it all. Kill everything. Even the babies. Leave nothing of this man's house in existence. Kill everything. Did, you, did y'all, did y'all Bible read like that too, right? Okay, now let's read on. Let's read on. Let's read on. Look, look, look at verse number four. So Saul gathered the people together and numbered them, um, in, uh, uh, to lay them 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay and lay in walt in the valley. Then Saul said to the, the Kenites, go depart, get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For they showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed 
from among the, from the, among the Amalekites. Watch this. And, and Saul attacked Amalek or the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is the east of Egypt. He also took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people, uh-oh, is right. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the best of the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, all that was good. And they were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless, that they utterly destroyed. Somebody tell me what just happened. What just happened? He disobeyed God. Now listen, now listen. Keep your hand down if you've ever disobeyed God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So, so we, we in good company. We in good company. So now God was very, very clear about what he wanted them to do. Kill everything. Just kill, kill everything. But what did they do? Left the king alive. All the good looking out, man. I ain't finna kill this goat. This goat look good. That's a good donkey. <laughs> Think I'm, I ain't finna kill this donkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good brisket from these cows. Finna kill all this stuff. So, so they, so, so that they decided to rebel against God. They decided to do total opposite of what God told them to do. So listen, so what does that say to you and I? That says to us that we have to be mindful to adhere to what we, to what we hear the voice of God saying to all of us. We not only have to be obedient, but we have to be willing. We have to have a willing, willing heart. Look at verse number 22. First Samuel chapter 15. Look at verse number, look at verse number 22. Then Samuel said, has the Lord our, has great delight in burnt offerings, sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Write that down. Write that down. Oh, excuse me. Just, just highlight that or underline that in your Bible. If you got a phone, just kind of uh, uh, highlight it on your phone. It says, God, in other words, in other words, do you think God wants your sacrifice more than he wants your obedience? That's what God is calling for. God's calling for obedience. He says, I need your obedience. God prefers your obedience. He says, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Mom, grandma used to say it all the time. I thought she was talking about whoopings. That's what I thought she was talking about. Boy, obedience is better than sacrifice. Bring me that belt. I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Where you get that from? And to heed... Than the fat of rams, uh-oh, uh-oh, look at verse 20, uh-oh, uh-oh, y'all see 20, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh Lord, whoop, there it is, mama, there go that man, there he is, for rebellion, rebellion is like witchcraft. Rebellion is like conjuring an evil spirit. Woo! 
Rebellion is like a soothsayer receiving information from the dark world and doing what that dark spirit has told you to do. Whoa. In other words, rebellion is you conjuring up an evil spirit within yourself. See, see that that's why that's why parents have to discipline their children. Glory to God. You you've got to you've got to deal with that little that little spirit of rebellion. I don't know what's happening with these new generation parents. <laughs> Glory to God. I wish we could. I'm, I, I don't. I don't really wish this, but you know, y- y'all y'all understand what I'm saying. I, I wish we could go get some of them old mothers. I go get some of them old mothers in them big white hats, and and put them in the four corners of the church. Woo, we'll cut out some of this foolishness. All that running in church, I want you to run up on Big Mama. Run right up on her. Y'all know the one we're talking about. I'm talking about that old grandmama that used to pick cotton for a limit. She got them big knuckles. Tear you up. Yeah, them, I, I need, yeah, I, yeah, that, 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 that's, that, you know, because, because what, what, what's happening is, what's happening is we are, we're, 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 we're making, we're making too much room for the spirit of rebellion to come up in our kids. And then when they out there fighting the police, now you mad at the police and you're mad at the judicial system because now you say it's not fair. But guess what? You didn't deal with that spirit when he was young. I, listen. Come on, those of you who grew up like me, what would happen to you if you was a little kid and you did this to your mama? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Good God. You raise your hand to your mama or your grandmama. You raise your hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what? Man, I mean, when, when you woke up, you went, you got hit when you were seven. You woke up and you were 13 years old trying to figure out. Would have knocked you clean out. But we don't deal, we don't deal with that, we don't deal with that little, that's the, that, that little bit of rebellion. You see it all the time. You see, boy, come here. Johnny, come here. Johnny, come here. Johnny, you heard me. John, listen, my grandmama didn't say that. All oh, that talk. Y'all do too much talking. Y'all young mama. I'm gonna get y'all. I need to talk to young. Y'all little young mama. Y'all don't know nothing. Y'all need to. Y'all do all this old talking and trying to talk to them. Listen, my grandmama didn't talk. Listen, you had to come back in the house. She ain't gonna chase you. Oh, you go. You come back in the house. And she wasn't gonna forget. Come be there, she be there asleep at two o'clock in the morning. She hear you coming in. Oh. She get up, here she come. You hear walking through the house, you hear the planks, you hear the planks moving in the house. <laughs> Y'all think I'm joking. They didn't play that. Because they, they dealt with that spirit of rebellion and what what we what what we what we have now is we are witnessing a nation who has gotten away from dealing with that spirit of rebellion when we see it i see we see it all the time you got to deal with that spirit watch this watch this but it it is easier to deal with it in your kids when you first dealt with it in yourself 
Because your kids watching you. Your kids see you. Your kids know you're not doing right. Them kids, them kids, they, they, they big enough to know. They're big enough to know that they, 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 they see what's going on. But we can outwardly, we can be outwardly obedient and inwardly rebellious. And what we really are is rebellious. We, we look good on the outside. We look real good on the outside, but there's a little bit of rebellion still on the inside of us. Little bit of rebellion on the inside of all of us. A little bit of rebellion. And then we, 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 we'll deal with that. Listen, I, I, I want to I I show you. I'll go to Jonah chapter 4. Jonah chapter 4. I want to show you all this. Let me, let, me, let me show you. Let me show you a guy. Show you a guy that he eventually obeyed. <laughs> yeah, he eventually obeyed. Yeah, but, but he, he wasn't willing. He, he wasn't willing. He, he wasn't excited, you know. He wasn't eager to obey. Jonah chapter, um, let's go to verse number, go to chapter three. Flip back, up, flip back over to chapter three, verse number one. It says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time saying, arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose, went to Nineveh according to the word of God. Um, um, Look at verse number four. Now, Jonah began to enter the city of the first day's week. Then he cried out and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overturned. Look at verse number five. We're in Jonah chapter three, verse five. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed the fast, put on sackcloth from the great, from the greatest to the least of them. So in other words, in other words, they heard the word. And they adjusted. They heard the word. They obeyed the word. Now, look at chapter 4, verse number 1. Look at chapter 4, verse number 1. What, what, what does chapter 4, verse number 1 say? What does it say in your Bible? What displeased Jonah? <laughs> what displeased? Y'all tell me, what, what displeased Jonah? He didn't want to what? He didn't want, he didn't want them to get saved. Say that again. I thought you said something. God gave them, God gave them a chance. Why did that displease Jonah? Why was Jonah, these people just got saved. Have y'all ever seen somebody get saved and the rest in the church get, get sad? <laughs> That'd be a horrible day. Somebody come up and get their life because I want to give my life to Christ. Everybody go boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo. That'd be, that'd be a rough day. That'd be a rough day, wouldn't it? But that's what Jonah did. Whole city got saved and Jonah said, Boo. <laughs> Why was Jonah upset? <laughs> because he didn't want the city to be spared. L- listen to this. Chalk told me this in, in the state. Tell me what you said. What do you do when God wants to take in the folk you want God, you want God to take out? What do you do when God wants to take in the people you want to take out? Watch this. Ooh, 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 I got you. Ooh, I got you. 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 What do you do? What do you do when that person you don't like mess around and join your church?
They come down to the altar. Your face get hot. Your blood pressure go up. Why they joining here? They just following me. What they coming up in here for? No, they don't want nothing. <laughs> Y'all might as well say, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, if that ain't your problem, just look at your neighbor and say, I feel for you. That, that's just, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's not your problem. That's okay. Yeah, you're going to have another one. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but what, but what do you, what do you, what do you do when, when your ex and they boo then fell up in here? Now, don't nobody really know, but y'all, until you was the one hollering boo when they joined the church, somebody, they're going to know something. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they going to know something. <laughs> they going to know, people trying to figure out why you're not standing up for them. <laughs> why, why you're not clapping. <laughs> Glory to God. But, but how many, but how many people in the body of Christ are like that? You know, you just, you just, you just want your foe and no more. Hallelujah. But God's got to deal with that spirit. Cause you, you a little hateful. You just hide it well when they not in the room with you. You got a little demon, a little baby one. Any test you don't defeat, you are destined to repeat, ladies and gentlemen. You got to deal with that spirit of unforgiveness. You got to deal with it. It's going to keep coming back up over and over and over and over again until you become willing to forgive. God, I'm ready to forgive. God, I'm, I'm willing. I'm ready to let it go. You, that, there's some stuff, there's something you gotta let go, ladies and gentlemen. You can't just keep holding on to that stuff. There's some things you gotta let go. You can't keep holding on to it. You gotta let go. And you gotta be willing to let go. Many people are not willing. You wanna hold on to it because you, you, you hold on to it because, because you feel like you haven't been vindicated yet. And I tell y'all all the time, it's with you and God, it's kind of a tag team match. And if you ever watch WWF, you ever watch wrestling? You feel like a wrestler. You watch wrestling? Okay, a little bit. Oh, no, you ain't from Mississippi. Okay. Uh, so if you, if you, ever, you ever watch ever watch wrestling, tag team wrestling? You know, the, the, the rules to tag team wrestling is if y'all on the same team, only one of you can be in the ring at one time. Glory to God. So watch this. And the person on the outside of the ring cannot come in un- whoa, until you upreach. Y'all better help me. Y'all better help me preach. So every time when you get up, when you reach up, when you reach up to the Lord, you know what you're doing? You're tagging him in. Lord, I need you to come in. So when he comes in and you can just get yourself out the turnbuckle, stand on the side and just watch God work, honey. The Bible says vengeance belongs to God. He says, I will pay. You got to know that if them people did you wrong, please put them people back in God's hands and you take your hands off of them. Watch this. Now don't take your hands off of them, take your mouth off of them too. Glory to God. Because you might not touch them with your hand, but your mouth be beating them up. Beat them up with your mouth. Beat them up. Trying to kill them with your mouth. Y'all know, y'all laugh because you know I'm telling the truth. You'll kill them with your mouth. Killing them with your mouth. Glory to God. 
Y'all stop letting people assassinate folks in your presence. You accessory to you accessory to a murder. Don't let people assassinate other people's character in your presence. You are accessory to a crime. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Learn, learn how to pray. See, when people start talking about folks, if you learn how to just say, tell you, well, let, let's pray for them. Let, let's just pray for them. After a while, one of two, th- two things is going to happen. Either you're going to teach them to pray or they're going to stop coming talking to you. One or two. You're going to teach them to pray or they're going to quit, they're going to quit talking. They're going to quit bothering, quit messing with you. Yeah, because, yeah, you, you, you too holy. Go find First Chronicles. Find First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 28. First Chronicles chapter 28. Find First Chronicles chapter 28. First Chronicles chapter 28. Y'all have it. This is when Solomon was instructed to build the temple unto God. Um, look at um, look at verse number nine. First Chronicles chapter twenty-eight, verse number nine. Y'all have it. Say amen. Okay. It says, "As for you, my son Solomon, know K N O W, know the God of your father, and serve Him with a what." With a what kind of heart? Perfect heart. A loyal. What does it mean? What does it mean to have a loyal heart? What does that mean? Y'all come on, talk to me. What does it mean to have a lo- When God said, have a loyal heart, what does that mean? Somebody yell it out. What does it mean to have a loyal heart? Say again. Best interest at heart. Say again. A committed heart. A faithful heart. Dedicated. Good motive. Willing. Obedient or obedient. <laughs> Okay, but wait a minute, wait a minute. When, when, when you hear the word loyal, what's the first thing pop in your mind? What, what's the first thing pop in your mind? You hear the word loyal. Say again. Consistent, commitment, trust, as in, as in a relationship, unconditional love, being loyal. So wait a minute, so wait a minute. If God is suggesting that we should have a loyal heart that also suggests that we can have a heart that's disloyal. Oh, Lord. In other words, in other words, we can cheat on God in our hearts. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, Pastor Love. Hold up. So who am I cheating on God with? Yourself? Whoa. So I've made myself... A God in his place. You know why? Because I no longer do what he wants me to do. Now I just do what I feel like doing. Now I'm governed by my feelings. I just do what I, you going to church? Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like it. Now I'm governed, I'm governed by my feelings. Are you, are you gonna, are you gonna ever let that go? You ever gonna forgive them? I don't know. I have to, I have to, I have to check with my queenship. My queenship. <laughs> I have to check with my kingship. I have to check with myself first. I got so, so you know what? We, we, we no longer say, let me see what scripture says about it. 
We no longer say, let me see what God says. We no longer say, let me get some wisdom from the scripture. Let me find out what the scripture says. And then I'm going to do whatever the scripture tells me to do. I'm going to, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to get some wisdom from God and I'm going to do whatever, whatever the wisdom of God uh, commands or instructs me to do. I'm going to do that. Now what we say was, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you don't know, the word of God does. The word of God does. So we have to serve God with all your heart. And, and what else? What, 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 what verse I tell you to look at? Verse number nine, what chapter? 28. Okay. With a loyal heart and with a what? With a willing mind. What does it mean to have a willing mind? Yell it out. My time running out. What's a willing mind? Ready and eat. What's a willing mind? Cheerfully. Eager. Y'all, y'all quiet. What's a willing mind? Not second guessing. Willing mind. Prepared. Willing mind. Y'all looking, I'll come back here, everybody looking off. They looking like they doing this. They looking. <laughs> yeah. No one of y'all sit back there. I'm going to make, I'm going to switch next week. In other words, in other words, that means, that means you have to stand at the ready. That means that, that means that whatever God wants you to do, you're ready. At a moment's notice, you're ready. You ready to do whatever God tells you? You know what? That, that's, that, that's the beautiful part. When, when, when you have a good waiter or waitress, when you have a good waiter or wait, you don't have to tell them you need a refill. You don't have to tell them that you need some more ranch dressing. <laughs> Hallelujah. When they pass by, man, they're watching you and they're waiting on you and they're making sure that you have everything that you need. That's what God is saying. We have to be to him. God said we have to be so ready to move when he say move. So ready to do when God say do. We have to be so ready to do that. Willing heart, willing mind. Um, what else would he say? Where else we? Willing mind um, for the Lord. What does the Lord do? The Lord searches what? Our hearts. And what else does he do? Understand the what? Intense of the thoughts. So you mean to tell me God knows our thoughts? And your motives and agendas. God knows the intent of your thoughts. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I said this one time. Y'all remember them cartoons? Y'all remember them cartoons? Remember when, how when you get a cartoon and they put that big cartoon bubble over your head? Remember them cartoons and funny papers? Y'all remember that? Remember when you go to the bathroom, you took the funny paper in there with y'all? Okay, maybe let me talk to this crowd. They're, they're, yeah, them them rich folks over there. <laughs> yeah, y'all got TVs in y'all bathroom. We didn't have that. Yeah, we had to take the newspaper with us. Yeah, we had to crumble it up when we got through with it. I'll tell y'all about that another time. Okay. Yeah, so so listen. <laughs> so, so listen. Okay, y'all, come back. Come back, y'all. Come back. Okay, y'all, come back. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Come on, y'all. Come back. I'm gonna go over and talk to them. Well, y'all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, what if? What if God allowed all of our thoughts to appear in a cartoon bubble over our head <laughs> while we were thinking it? Good Lord. <laughs> I'll be preaching my back to y'all. Y'all can read my, y'all, I'm preaching this way, Jack. <laughs> but guess what? That's where our thoughts are to God. Watch this. Do you know that you can sin in your thoughts? That sin begins with the thought. God, now listen. So, so God says to us, watch this. He said, take every thought captive.
captive and to ensure that that thought is in subject or that thought is being obedient to the word of God. So in other words, if I'm thinking something that is contrary to the word of God, I've got to cast that thought down. You know why? Because even in that thought, there's a little bit of rebellion, even in my thought life. I don't say it, but I thought it. Ooh. And if you think it long enough, y'all better pick up what I'm putting down. If you don't deal with that thought life, if you don't deal with that stuff that keep popping up in your head, the Bible says, so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You're going to become what you're thinking. So you got to think about what you're thinking about while you're thinking about it to determine if that's something you should be thinking about. You better deal with that thought. Don't treat the thought like it never came. Cast it down in Jesus' name. You better, you better deal with that thought. Because that's where it begins. It begins in your thought life. You gotta deal with that thought. Wait a minute. That, that, that's not, that's not a thought. That thought didn't come from God. Where'd that come from? Hold up. Devil too close to me. Because now I'm, I'm starting to get these weird thoughts. You gotta deal. Watch this. You would never fall in depression if you learn how to deal with your thoughts. If you could take power over your thoughts, you think yourself into a depression because you, you start to, you start to think that, that there's nothing good happening for me and nothing, you know, every time I turn around, something happening and if it rains, it pours and if it ain't one thing, shut up. <laughs> Count it all joy when you find yourself in diverse temptation, knowing this. Glory to God. You, so in other words, God said, God said in all things give thanks. In all things give thanks. The working of your faith is just, the working of your patience is just, it's working faith in your life. The trying of your faith is working patience. Your faith is being tried. But guess what? If you can get your thought life together, you can get your, you can get your real life together. Many people don't have their real life together because their thought life is still jacked up. If, listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you can fix it in your mind, you can fix it in your life. Let me say it like this. If you can kill it in your mind, you can kill it in your life. So as a man thinketh, so is he. You can think yourself rich. You can think yourself strong. What do I mean by that? You know what? You can start thinking of wise ideas. You can think of things. God will give you ways to make some money. He said, I give all of you the power to get well. You know why? You're the problem. The reason is you haven't, you ain't, you're not thinking enough. Keep on thinking. Keep trying. Read books. Go to some seminars. You can, you can think yourself back healthy. You know what? Every time you get that rib, think about it. Every time you buy that bag of pork skins, the crackling kind, you know what I'm talking about. The super strips. Jalapeno flavor. Y'all know the ones I'm talking about. Every time you get that bag of super strips, you gotta think about it. You gotta, every time you pass by that bluebell cooler. Some of y'all just get it without thinking. Ooh, cookies and cream. Ooh, millennium crunch. You just start grabbing stuff. Oh, it's on sale. Three for five dollars. You don't even think. You don't even think. You grabbed all that stuff, put all that stuff in your buggy, and you did not once think about your health while you were putting it in your buggy. 
Well, I got in my bucket. I might well go and pay for it now. <laughs> you would think. You would think. You don't need all that sugar in your Kool-Aid. How much time I got? <laughs> you got to think. You got to think. Willing heart. Willing heart. <laughs> Y'all look at verse number nine. <laughs> oh, Lord. The Lord searches our hearts, understands all the intents of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he'll cast you out. He'll cast you out forever. Those are some pretty rough words. Those are some pretty rough words. So so all, all, I'm, all I'm saying tonight is, is, is one thing to obey but it's something totally different when you say, God, I'm willing. God, whatever you want me to do, I'm, even if it causes me pain, I'm willing. God, I'll forgive. I'm willing to do that. Even if, even if they never apologize. God, I'm, 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 I'm going to let it go because, because I know what your word says. I, I, know, I, I don't want that little spirit of rebellion to raise up in me. I don't want that spirit to raise up in me. Because that spirit is like the sin of witchcraft. And I don't, I don't, I got enough crazy stuff going on at the crib. I don't need no spirit of witchcraft in my house. See, you wonder why your kids acting crazy. Because that spirit of witchcraft that you let, you let live. You allowed it to live in your house. You never dealt with it. That's why stuff's going crazy in your house. Because you never dealt with that little bit of spirit. That little spirit of rebellion in your house. So that's what God is saying to us. That's what he's saying to us. If, if we're going to if we're going to upreach, if our first ministry is upreach, then we cannot just simply obey alone. We have to deal with the right spirit. We have to deal with the willing spirit. God. And when, when I say that, you have to be at a point like the Hebrew boys. They had a very willing spirit. Even if it costs us our lives. We're going to serve God. You got to be like Daniel. If I have to get thrown into a den full of lions, hungry lions, I'm willing. I'm willing. We have to be at a place where we're willing to even lose our lives for God's sake. That's something we often think about. Will you bow your heads? Father, thank you, Lord, God, for this for this word. And thank you for the reminder that all of us, Lord, can. Go home this week and tonight and we can look at those little areas, God, of rebellion that's in our hearts. God, when you speak to us and you say.